G'day, this is Natalie from Australia and this is the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Hey everybody, this is Taylor from Australia. Follow our travels at smile-and-nod.com. <laughs> a bit dodgy. That's all right. Hey there, welcome to Mike. Quit dragging on your pipe right as I'm doing the intro. Jesus Christ, Mike. <laughs> I, I thought we were getting feedback. I was like... Yeah. I... <laughs> hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in Santa Cruz, California. I'm not going to state the weather anymore because we've just been bragging this whole time. It's yeah. better than it was, though. Oh, yes. 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 It was. Tonight, in the garage, your humble narrator, this is Liza. Humble. <laughs> Uh, running the board tonight, pie. we've got Zach. I am present. In the uh, the spinny chair, I got Lucas. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Joining us tonight, we got Andy. Hello. We got Fruit Loop. How you doing? <laughs> James, back after a while. Yo. Then we got Jim. Here. And Jake. Hi. Hey. Hi. It's cool. We got. A, I like this crowd tonight. Got a new mix. New mix of misfits tonight. So... We got a lot of shit done today, so we're going to get right into what we did today, because it started with Jim joining me this morning, uh, first for breakfast, but then into clean up the garage. Well, one corner of the garage. <laughs> so <clears throat> I used to have the corn, you know, places. I used to have my own spaces in the garage that I could work on my projects. And as I got pushed out of the garage from everyone else's projects, then I opened up the side room, and that was my space to put all my stuff, and that got taken over. And all I have left is I have this one little corner. It's about an 8 by 8 foot, maybe. 8 by 8 foot corner um, of the garage that Douglas's stuff has been kind of creeping in there, boxes. <laughs> so Jim helped me. We moved some of my bikes out. We moved Lucas, or uh, sorry, not Lucas. We moved some of Douglas's stuff out. Swept, you clean. Douglas? I'm offended. No, I just have to. <laughs> and uh, brought in a new shelf, and I said, you know what, damn it, I just have too many projects. I need to get crack a Also, I kind of felt like um, morale and production was down in the garage i think a lot of people just been kind of like ah so i figured if it starts with me you know getting work getting my shit done pulling engines uh, getting stuff done that hopefully it would spread and i think it did because shit got done today well people were coming in like whoa that's all clean what's going on there <laughs> let's put couches there and like, i was like no this is the new engine rebuild area and yes. I think people are kind of stoked about that. Like, that's cool. Something different. Yeah. So, uh, first thing I did is pulled in the CB750 rat bike, the 79, that started spurting oil last week. So, um, we started just taking the engine apart a little bit and cleaning and you know, took the carbs off, which turns out we didn't need to, but oh well. <laughs> but really taking the exhaust off and also getting to that uh, oil filter cover that has been stuck on there for the 10 years I've owned the bike and never <laughs> been able to change the oil filter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's off. Yay. And uh, found, uh, so Jim and John were cleaning the engine that was covered in gravel and grime. And found a the engine right where the uh, cam cam chain is yep is bulging out and has developed a crack 
I've seen this before on another CB750 I used to have. That is the cam chain that's got too much slack and is eating away at the engine case. Well, you know what I noticed in the uh, in the manual? You're supposed to adjust that every 4,000 miles. Huh. It's probably um, never been done, right? No. Yeah, who knows? That's Liza pretty... hasn't even replaced the chain on that bike, and she's had it for how many years? <laughs> well, are we talking years or miles? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, the solution when the cam chain is eating through the case is simple. <laughs> <laughs> you put a whole bunch of JB Weld JB over Weld. <laughs> I've had this happen before, and the JB Weld covering the bulge and the crack will give you another year or two. Mm-hmm. It does. And then the solution is eventually just buy a new engine. I already found a guy this week who's partying out a bike, a running bike, that he would have sold me the engine for 125 bucks. I passed on it this time but that's the thing about these bikes you can buy an engine so cheap well there's jb weld repair on it from previous right repairs so it runs it'll work so we'll see so it's going back together but it's nice having a clear clean workspace it's motivating me and it all started because i found that rolling shelf unit on the sidewalk down the street and i was gonna say it works really well and when you have a new shelf unit it's like it makes a world of difference so uh who else got stuff done today james you had a big triumph today well yeah kind of um so i've been sitting on my cb550 for a long time um, not really doing anything to it and uh, about last week I decided to actually do the valves because uh, I had just done a top end uh, you know new how long has this bike not been ridden uh, at least three months <laughs> um, so I, I did the valves and then uh, I uh, that night I was I was uh, hooking up the ignition system again and uh this was under the influence of beer and uh, i couldn't get any spark although i did get spark intermittently so i kind of just gave up on it and waited until today and pushed the bike down here and uh, i was able to get it running i also replaced some uh oh, wait, you, you cut to that a little too quick well okay let's back up a little <laughs> to, oh. i'm in the garage and i hear ring 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 pop 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 and i i shout out Timing! Timing! <laughs> yeah. So it turns out I, I connected the the ignition coils backwards. Or, well, not backwards, but the points backwards. Opposite. Yeah, it, it was opposite. So the one coil was firing when it should have been the other coil. <laughs> um, yep. So yeah. that caused some backfires. <laughs> and um, then after a while, it, it ran. So I let it charge. I let the battery charge. And then... Uh, I realized it wouldn't it wouldn't start again, and I was only getting spark on one of the ignition coils. So I, I found another ignition coil, plugged it in, and uh, didn't get a spark. So then I, I swapped the connections to the mm-hmm. ignition coils, and I was able to get a spark on the on the ignition coil. So I traced it back, and it turns out one of the uh, the connections between the condenser and the point uh, had come loose. Oh. So I had to tighten that, and uh, now it runs fine. So this is big news. This is the bike that's been in in and out of our garage for a long time, because Hardass used to have this. This is the one that he crashed. So this is awesome. It sounds so good when that bike is running. Yeah. It does, yeah. So you're one step closer. Now you have a running bike. I do. Now we can come to the show on Saturday. Uh, Yeah. You would ride that to slow? Yeah. 
Okay. We got a mechanic with us, you know what I'm saying? I don't look at me like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I should have a new front end this week, so. That's big news. Yeah. So who else got something done today? Mike? Actually, yeah. no, we're going to save yours. <laughs> we're going to save yours because it's tied into something that happened earlier. Uh, okay. And Andy, what did you get done today? Well, um, I came here with the intention to what um, flush my front brakes completely. On and, what bike? Oh, um, my 2000 BMW R1100RTP, which is the police one. But um, I came here with the, with the intention to flush my front brakes completely, uh, flush my rear brake system, and install new pads, and change the alternator belt, because my bike has an alternator belt and an alternator. and Like a car? Like a car, yeah. Hey, Andy, what is this that I'm holding up and showing All everyone in the room? That yeah. needs to go on the wall Dude. of shame. That is my really, really worn down. That looks like a razor blade. Dude. This brake pad. Oh. was a brake pad that is worn past the pads into the metal. Like I hear a knocking uh, when yeah. hit the Did brakes. Did someone check his rotors? Like, are they... This they're, okay, they're okay-ish, I think. Okay-ish. <laughs> okay-ish. You know they have on the rotor, like, a stamp that says how... You know how thick it's supposed to be, and how fucked you are. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you've got <laughs> the how fucked super line. thin or super pitted, you know you can actually check, and it'll have a little stamp on it that says it's supposed to be X thickness. Yeah, so. I think I think they're okay. They don't look too worn, and they I haven't been running those pads for a very long time. When I first got the bike about what two three weeks ago, it still braked fine on the rear. It's only recently that started. In the rear. <laughs> well, no, it's only recently that it started feeling like a moped drum brake in the rear. <laughs> So, so, you so that's get, your rear pad. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, I thought it was your front brake pad. No, no, no. no okay, no. well, I know, have two front brakes. I'm, I'm uh, a little uh, less concerned now. <laughs> so you got everything done on that? Uh, well, um, I came here with the intention to do all those things. I only did the rear brake pads. I didn't even flush the brake system. I mean, the you know brake fluid and or the front. And I'm, my belt that was, was okay. that was pretty important. I'm glad you got that done. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely the most important thing I needed to get done today. And how about you, Zach? What did you do today? I, I, I finished. <laughs> Wombo combo. Hi. Uh, I made cables for my SV six fifty that I. Um, I put handlebars on it last week, and when I left, it was the throttle would just completely stick because the throttle cables were so tight. The throttle would just completely stick, and if I turned my handlebars to the right, it would just start revving up. So I bought some, uh, found some wire cable and some wire rope and some ends so that I could make my own cables. And I got some cables from Mike that the sheath was the right length. Hi oh, and but the inner cable. <laughs> For the was record, the wrong I didn't length. think it would work. The inner, the, so the inner cable was the wrong length, so I, they need to be two inches longer, and so That's I did said. that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. You, you kind of stick this little end on. It has like a big yeah. wide open part and a skinny part. And you solder it in place and then peen all the ends of the wire down um, into the the big opening and then fill it full of solder so it kind of creates a knot. And yeah, they work fine. So far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> we'll see. Since you broke every soldering tool we have here. Yes. That. that was, oh, that was brutal. 
don't you ever feel when Brutal. tools break one after the other that maybe that's a sign that maybe there's some something telling you you shouldn't be doing this? No, it means no. you shouldn't shop at Harbor Freight. <laughs> <laughs> no. it, means, it means that that $5 butane soldering irons are bullshit and last for about 20, 20 minutes before they die. Mm. No, dude. I think you just have like a gypsy curse. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just I, don't don't touch any of our tools anymore. I'll I'll say when I was when I was kind of doing some practice ones yesterday, I was using my wood burner and my wood burner was working fine. Well, and uh, Jonathan came early. I think he's still he's excited about his Rebel Two Fifty project, especially since last week he learned how to weld and he got that tail light tucked up under that fender. He's feeling good, and then he wanted to get his his. Uh, license plate tucked up in there <laughs> what did he say when he came in james weren't you here when he's like oh he was like oh if i shave an eighth of an inch off of this is this illegal how illegal is it if yeah. i take an eighth how, of an inch off of my it? license plate but the best part is he'd already taken an inch off his <laughs> license plate <laughs> and i'm just like why the fuck do you care <laughs> I don't think that they have tape measures yeah. in their co- uh, cars to measure that. So long as all the numbers are on there, usually it's okay. Yeah, if they if they want to take you to jail, they'll take you to jail. Do right. Pakistan style <laughs> with cardboard. It, it, yeah, it depends on how big of an asshole you are. That's yeah. that's mm. what it comes down yeah. to. I've, you He's, know what? I've he, never had a license plate really <laughs> stop my whole life. So. He's he's such a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> And uh, so now he's moving on to bars, and uh, he's going to get a bob seat, and apparently his rear drum brake doesn't work, so he's got more projects to get to. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, We had a new guy, Jack, show up with his moped. What was that, a little pooch moped, I think? Pook Maxi. Pook Maxi. Uh, We dicked him good. Oh, yeah. But that's, like, not even funny, because he didn't... He didn't notice. I That's it why funny. it's funny. But like he's he's so little and innocent. That's why it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess he pushed that here and. Oh, it wasn't no, he running when it. it came here. He pedaled <laughs> it here. Right. He pedaled he, here. He rolled it down. Coasted down the Mason hills. and Sage. I think they all helped him got it running and he took off riding. So that was another success. He, he was so excited. Oh, he was stoked. It sounded good, too. He lost his fucking mind. It did. I was in the house, and I could hear this <laughs> sick engine. <laughs> sounded like that. And I said, somebody's bike is fucking tweaked, or it's the moped, and it sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Dimitri came by on his Ninja 250. And... Um, who was helping him? Uh, Andre? It was, I think it was Andre, Andre, yeah. Was Andre him. and uh, Matt, I think. And I, I took his bike for a ride, and it was uh, pretty messed up. It was a bless-your-heart little moment when they were asking me. They were trying to align the rear wheel, and they were trying to use the marks. and the. <clears throat> they took the adjusters, loosened them so they're hanging down, and they were trying to then pull the wheel back and forth to get it aligned and and i'm just like looking at them like like the victorola dog like <laughs> what like ah oh, just all right slide over let me show you and then one of the um chain adjusters had been put on backwards so it didn't have the hash mark so you could see what line you're lining it, it up with. <laughs> it was <Wow>. yeah <clears throat> Anyway, so I helped them with that, and then they get it all together, and I said, here's how it works. You get the chain side 
adjusted so you have enough slack in the chain and get that kind of in spec. Then get the other side adjusted to that. And once you adjust that, it'll throw the chain side out of whack. So then you go back to the chain side, readjust it. Once you've readjust that and you got the slack good, then go to the other side, readjust it. You're gonna have to go back and forth because every time you adjust the other side, it'll throw the other side of, uh, out of whack. As soon as you get it where it's good, go for a ride around the block, come back, it'll throw everything out of whack, start again. <laughs> They're just looking at me mm. like, oh, I thought it would just be simple. Like, no. No. It's one of those back and forth, back and forth mm. things. Unless you're knock, in which case no. you have lasers. Can someone, like, get Bosley back on the couch? He's like, oh, no. <laughs> Bosley is trapped oh, in the wires it. on the floor. He's too fat to step over the wire. <laughs> so, um, Mike, you were doing some repairs to your bike. Yep. Why did your bike need repairs? Uh, well, <clears throat> I was doing repairs because my rear set was bent. That's why I was doing repairs. Oh, well, why was your rear set bent? Uh, so it matched your front controls? Yeah. Yeah, why did your front controls... So last Wednesday, I was... Um, I was cruising hard. Because that's how you roll hard. By any chance, were was, you mean mugging? Like, if I was, you wouldn't see it because I had a full face on, you know? Okay. How, how does one cruise hard? It sounds like an oxymoron. Just ride with me. You'll see. So, so you just you have like, to take him by the hand, Mike. It involves yeah. LEDs. You have to take him by the hand. Yeah, there's LED, there's lights, there's strobe lights involved. You know what I mean? There's ugly looks. Yeah. You might have to expand your mind a little bit, Lucas. Lucas. They're staring at people while you're driving straight, just staring at them. You know? <laughs> <Lucas>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, just go back and listen to our motosexual episode and know how you cruise hard. I, you know what? I think I've asked that question exactly the same way at least once before. So yeah. I, I tell you, I've I've ridden with Mike a couple of times. Uh, I know exactly what he means. He does cruise hard. <laughs> I cruise real hard. Do you cruise hard or do you cruise loud? <laughs> <I> both. <laughs> both. So what happened? As um, you're cruising hard, So I'm cruising buddy. fucking hard. And this guy, he's fucking not this feeling guy. it, I guess, you know? This guy. Yeah. So, what was this guy driving? A, a white truck, oh. from, from what I saw. Was it a, like a big-ass no-penis truck, or was it just a regular truck? I don't know. A bro I, mean, I just, how, I just how saw a white know? flash as it drove off. All right. Um, no, it was the flight anyway. So yeah, you're, you're, like different flash. coming down the hill, down the street, yeah, into so I'm riding, the I'm, rotary? I'm, I'm riding, right, and I'm going to meet a bunch of people from the garage here for dinner, and my wife's already there. So, And I, I didn't feel any rush because it was nice out, and I, I, I'd split lanes to get to the front, you know, and like kind of in a rush. And then I'm coming, you know, uh, down the, what do you call that, East Cliff, over yeah. by, the, um, by the boardwalk. And the sun was out. It was real nice, and 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 I and I I looked ahead, you know, because from that that place you could see like a couple hundred feet down the road and see what's going on. So I noticed the light had three cars in it, and then I seen this guy in front of me, um, you know, way ahead of me. So I let off the throttle, and I just figured I would cruise down. But I like when I pass by that wall there. I like to give it a little gas because that wall makes it real loud. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do it every time, every fucking time. You know, I'll pull the the, the fucking clutch and. Hey, Lucas, by the way, that's what cruising hard means, right there. Yeah, that's, that's part, part of it. That's a slice right. of the that's, pie. Yeah, that's just a piece. That's a of pearl it, you know? of wisdom. All right, pearl it's, of hard. It's, you could hear your exhaust, you know. So anyway, so I, I know I pulled it in neutral at that point, and then you know I gave it a little gas, and then I let it out. So and I think I was in like third going down the hill so i couldn't have been going like 30 30 down the hill you know um next thing you know i'm still watching this guy in front of me and obviously i i was far enough behind that this guy couldn't see me um you know initially when he started going down the hill but then the next you know i'm behind him 
So as soon as they come down by the last uh, turn, um, the guy does a dead stop in the middle of the road. And um, was, was this at the rotary? What? No. no, this is coming down the hill past the trestle, right? The trestle's on your left, the river's yes. on your left. Yes. Yeah, and there's like that big yeah. field. The Lost Boy trestle? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you come around that turn, there's like that pedestrian crosswalk, and then mm-hmm. you go down, there's like the wall on your side and the river on That's the That's a bullshit crosswalk, by the way. But yeah. yeah it is that why he stopped? Did he stop well, it wasn't there. Is that it wasn't there. It was after the turn. It was gotcha. all the way at the okay. bottom of the hill, and it was like in between the street and the bottom of the, in the, in the curve. So anyway, yeah. so come around... And I got this guy in my sights the whole time. And then next thing you know, he stops in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like he's looking for people or he's lost or I don't know. I have no idea why he stopped. But he like straight up just dead stopped. You know, he, he could have even skidded for all I know. Um, and I so I'm coming around probably around anywhere from 25 to 30. Hit the brakes. Uh, the rear locks up a little bit. And I knew right away because of the angle I was coming around on the turn. I was kind of angled towards like the middle or the right side of his car so that the next thing i said is like i didn't have enough time to get into oncoming traffic because that would have been a good idea because uh, <laughs> they wouldn't hit me so i figured i would just go you know i could I, I said i'll squeeze by him worst case scenario i'll hit the curb and this shit happened real quick it was just like locked up all right fuck it go to the right you know what i mean and um and then next thing you know i, I just made it past him and i smashed his fucking um rear taillight and uh, my, my bike bars like locked to the left and I think I kept going I must have hit a curb and the bike just slammed on the ground and it took my oh. knee and then I flipped over the bars but that's not when I cut my hand so what hit his truck was it your handlebar it was my fucking hand your hand yeah your I actually hand. the back of his fucking truck I was just like bow you know alright you can say whatever you want however I just said it you put blade levers on your bike that were sharp we all, we all inspected them and all said you're gonna cut your fucking fingers off you now have stitches in your hand I know you're saying it had nothing to do with the blade levers I don't care what you say I am blaming the blade levers well they're no longer on the bike now yeah so, mm. so you know the thing was whether or not that was the actual cause. Yeah, so There's I a reason mean, why they're gone, right? You know, you're, you're talking about, like, you know, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. So so I hit the ground. I slide in front of this guy's car, and, and, and I just see him kind of, like, cruising off nice and slow. <laughs> and the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, oh, no, pumpkin, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, like, jumped up and, and like, went to inspect pumpkin. Pumpkin and, is your bike. Yeah. And when I went to go pick her up, Big that's job. when my fucking glove was like soaking wet. So I pulled the glove off and I was like, ah, fuck, you know? So I, I, I know I get it, pick up some of the pieces, walk it over to the sidewalk. And, um, and I'm like, and, and I didn't know what to do. Cause I was like, you know, one minute I'm thinking about dinner and I want to get a cheeseburger. And next thing you know, I'm picking my bike up off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, I, I, it was like, I hadn't caught up yet. And I was like, I'm just going to chill and smoke a butt. And check out my bike and, you know, start doing a checklist of what I'm How the hell does dude take off? That's what I don't That's get. That's right. Don't He's all doo-doo-doo. Well, well, never looked behind you. Maybe he didn't have insurance. Maybe he was drinking. Maybe he had drugs in the car. Did you Santa actually uh, collide yeah. with him? 
Yeah, I hit the yeah. back of his. I smashed yeah. his fucking uh, tail light. Yeah, did people like, stop? Glasses still did people there. stop? And they're like, oh shit, nobody that dude fucking just fucking stopped, man. You know, if I was on a cruiser, they would have stopped. Yeah. If I was cruising real hard, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was a problem. You were cruising harder than you thought. Yeah, because like yeah. really often, if uh, that cruise so hard, they were like, he don't need help. <laughs> really often, if like yeah, someone cuts you off and you know basically forces you in a wall or something, or or makes you crash just by trying to avoid them, they'll they'll just take off because they don't. Well, well, because it's not technically hit and run if they never hit you. You know, that's the fucked up thing about it. So while they still may be responsible for a crash, they they are free to just leave because there is no contact initiated. You know? Well, according to the insurance and all this other stuff, you know, that it would have been... You know, no, not the person's responsibility. They say that uh, you need to. There's a legal obligation to keep a certain amount of space. And right, you know, the first people were like, "Oh, why were you tailgating?" Like just assuming that that's what was happening yeah. because assuming that you wouldn't be able to stop in time. But I mean, it was just a perfect situation. Whereas I come around the curb, you know, and I and a minute I saw him, I, I hit mm-hmm. the brakes and, and I knew. I just knew there was no time. So, are you gonna so, get a GoPro like me? <laughs> Yeah, I had one, but I was cruising so hard up in Oregon. Oh. You need to, you need to start walk. cruising hard with the GoPro. So, <laughs> so. It, at the very least, we can watch you eat shit. I yeah. really, really want to take you up to the Castro and see you cruise hard through there. Oh, I'll stay. Up. Well, wait, wait, wait. We'll go. Doing your outfit with a little jean shorts and the tied flannel and stuff. Oh, oh your, gay, uh, yeah. your gay Arnie outfit. That was. Yeah, I don't. I don't you can cruise hard in that. It's a different hard, but it's still hard. Cruising know. hard on. Well, oh, uh, uh, so so anyway, I sit the ground. I get up and I pick up the parts and and I'm and I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, that's not that bad, you know. It's so my rear set bent in a little bit. It's like a couple different pieces. The yeah. the ship lever s- snapped off and uh, and uh, what else? You're able to cobble damage. it together and you got new. Well, levers. I got in the fucking bike and I went and got dinner. I was like, I'm like, this is fucked up, man. Right. You know what I mean? I'm hungry. Yeah, but what'd you do when you took your glove off? I, oh, so there was a can, a garbage can, and I found like a, there was like a rag and some rope, and I just <laughs> put it on and tied it up. I, just so I can get my my glove oh back. Oh my on. god! I really hope, are you kidding? <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna no. do? Oh, you're serious. It's dinner time. Oh, you you want that. a cheeseburger? Yeah. You want a cheeseburger? <laughs> and, I was fucking uh, starving. And that's how Mike died from sepsis. Because <laughs> that's a big cut. And all time. That's not a. Small but I was cut. thinking, I was like, this might be one of those super glue situations, you know. Where you could just fucking slap the thing together and I, they could have put double the stitches in there that they did. Yeah, I'm surprised the guy was, and it was time to go charge home. me double the price for what the fucking did. Guys, it, all my hospital shift, bill is going to cost more four. than my bike. I guarantee you. Well, sorry that you went through that. Sucks that, that person took off. So that's why I never I guess, paid mine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. but i'm glad that pumpkin is gonna be okay. Well, I fixed all the shit today. I slammed yeah. the shit out of those things, straightened about, and you know, I ordered some gold. Foot pegs. So you got road rash on it though. What? Yeah, how's you the paint? I already on cleaned it? it up and painted it. Oh really? Don't worry about that. that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. All right, love you too, boo boo. Is that the first thing you did when you got home? Like the first thing you fixed? Was well, I the couldn't paint walk. Job? I couldn't walk for like three days. I had okay. to take off of work and um, and that was it. You know. So yesterday was the first day I could like walk without like assistance. So sure. I was like, it's good enough to ride. <laughs> so I, I made sure I put that fucking lever back on so I can shift. And I didn't really need the right leg that much. Well, you know it's a I good mean? thing you were riding that bike because if you were uh, cruising hard on your cruiser, you probably would have... Fucked s- up. Yeah, smacked yeah. in hard. Yeah. So the fact that you were able to slow down and swerve enough, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've got some more listener emails. Jake, you want to read the email you got? 
Sure. This is from a guy named Zach Taylor. He works for Epitaph Records in a warehouse. He works hey, for Zach. Epitaph? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only person who knows Epitaph Records? I, I know Epitaph. See, Liza's cool. Come on. He listens to our podcast daily, and he loves what we do. He really wants to come to the shop and check it out, and he really wants to hang out with us. He says he's a Harley guy, but after listening to us, he went out and bought a Honda Hawk. <laughs> Not a bad choice, though. Yeah. His first bike was a 72 Honda CB350F. Cool. Sweet. So he says he just got engaged. He lives in L.A., but his now fiance lives in Philly. And he said that if she moves to L.A., he'd give her his CB and teach her how to ride. She, that is sweet. She, because of that, started listening to our podcast. Yay! And, woo, quote oh. says that she loves the pussy power. Uh. So, <laughs> so do we. we got that going. Um, I prefer uh, bearded oyster power, but okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm take that away. From oh, there's a lot more. Air horn or nothing, man. Air horn or nothing. Well, he goes on to say that again, he would love to hang out, but he really wants to be on the podcast and be a little surprise for her and kind of like, you know, give her a little shout out. Yeah. So yeah, come on up. What's her name? What is her name? Does he say her name? He does not say her name. Her name's McLovin. Right. (laughs) So yeah, he he wanted to come up this weekend. He emailed me. He couldn't make it, but uh, But wait, if she listens, then she's going to know. That's... Yeah. <laughs> the H. You know, this, I see a fucking hole You're ruining plan, it, bro. You're ruining it. Yeah. Just saying. Look, a better cruise hard here next week, then. He's, he's just going to like be like, no, you can't listen to that one. Yeah. And when, and when you come up, bring your Harley up. I want to check that out. Yeah. So, Lucas, you got an email to read also? Yes. Uh, thank you for grabbing my paper for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is titled Dual Sport and Craigslist Questions. And it's from a guy uh, named Edwin Arriola. Right, and uh, that's, that's too bad. What, Jake? Why did you have to rub it in? I'm sorry. Why did you have to rub uh, rub it in? <laughs> um, anyway. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, his email says, "Hey guys, my name is Edwin from Torrance, California, the LA area, and I love your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I was searching for a podcast to listen to at work and to make the day go faster, and I stumbled upon this one, and it is by far the best one. Love the messing around, but hearing useful info and the diversity of all writing styles. I'm trying not to make this super long, but knowing me, I know it's going to be long. Oh well, <laughs> deal with it. And I'm about a third of the way through, so <laughs> I got many questions." But I'll try to only stick to two right now. First one, what is everything I need to know about buying a bike off Craigslist? Well, I mean, I don't think we have enough time in one podcast. (laughs) We we do have an answer for that. Finish the email and then we'll... And he says, I know it's been talked about, but I kind of want to know all in one list, like what to check, bill, sale, missing title, you know, uh, not registered ETC. Secondly, I started off liking cafe style bikes, but recently found myself liking enduro related bikes more and more. I want to try dirt one day, so I was thinking on a dual sport, so it's good for around town and a little off-road. I know nothing when it comes to dirt, so IDK if I should get a 250 dual sport. Question, 450, Why are you doing the fucking abbreviation? Liza has a 175, <laughs> she'll sell you. IDK. You do not I, buy the 175. Do not buy the, the 175. It was <laughs> given to me. 
<laughs> um, I'm five foot eleven and medium build. So which one? Thanks to the podcast and keep doing what you're doing. P.S. If you just so happen to be looking at bikes in the L.A. area on Craigslist and you see a good deal on a dual sport slash enduro or a cafe slash cafe able bike, let me know. L.O.L. Or should I say, lol? <laughs> so the answer to that, um, mine on Craigslist, there's a lot of uh, tricks. I mean, the bottom line is <clears throat> ask all the right questions. The things that come up, um, the reasons that things are a good deal is oftentimes if there's no paperwork or if it's out of registration and has fees due. Or stolen. Due. So these are things that you need to ask up front if they're not represented in the, the body of the the. The description, um, because oftentimes that's why people sell stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. without and they won't tell you it's a eight hundred dollar you know back fee. Yeah, there are some things around them, and the best possible scenario if a bike has no paperwork is if it's been out of the system longer than seven years, then it actually is dropped out of the system. Mm -hmm. And you can walk in with an affidavit that says, oh, this is my bike. I've had it all along. I've just been storing it at my grandmother's garage or something like that. And they don't know. They don't know whose who's it is because it has dropped out of the system. Yeah. And you can get it re-entered. So, but... If in that seven years, if any single person got a ticket or called to inquire if there was any regode, it resets the clock. Mm -hmm. oh. So I always get VIN numbers and I check it out. Now, this person is in L.A., so you can actually go into the California DMV online and you can, if you, there's a link if you want to see what your owed fees are and you put in your information you know the information the vin and stuff it'll tell you what the current fees owed on that bike are yep. it won't tell you any personal information of the owner but um it's something that we can do here in california mm. however <clears throat> there are a lot of pitfalls and things to look for it's always good to get a buddy who knows what they're yeah, doing to go with you never go yeah. alone yeah <laughs> never go alone. alone yeah um sometimes you can even go to a local shop and pay the mechanic to come with you if you don't know that much about bikes and it's worth it because some models of bikes will have certain years that have problems yeah. and they know what to look for mm -hmm. um but liza, liza you mind yeah. if i lay it down right here yeah go ahead um uh, i would say give them a beat yeah i would say even if you aren't interested in having a mechanic <laughs> look at it just ask and if they say no that's a big red flag you know if if you say hey you know i really like your bike uh is it cool if, you know i just borrow it for a day i'll pay you like 100 bucks and go get it checked out by a mechanic and they say oh no i don't want that you know like Maybe they don't want you to waste their time, but if you seem like a serious buyer and they're turning you down, that's probably because there's something wrong with it and they don't want you to know about that. The other biggest thing is that you want to make sure, make sure every single time, every single time you are buying this bike from somebody who you can see their name on the title. If you go up and, and they're like, hi, my name's Jeff, and the title says, like, Steve, you're like, who is this, you know? It could be a guy selling a bike for his friend, or it could be the guy stole the bike, you know, and he somehow has the title, or, or he could he's be, having complications at the DMV and he just doesn't want to deal with it, so he's now he's putting the problem in your hands. Or, or yeah. yeah, or he tried to register it, maybe it's an out-of-state bike, he tried to register it for whatever reason, and they blacklisted it, and now he can't register it, and now he's trying to sell it to you. So I would say more than um, the actual bike itself, the guy who's selling it, and the quality of the paperwork and the records he keeps 
are the biggest factor in whether or not you can determine how sketchy a bike is. You know, yeah. so, I would say bar none. If the guy looks like a creep, probably is, don't buy it. If you ask him, you keep service records, do you work on your own bike, do you know a mechanic, blah, 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 and, you know, he's evasive and everything, don't buy it. You know, there, you might fall in love with a bike, be like, oh my god, that's a bike I absolutely wanted for a super good price. You show up, it looks fantastic, you know, you'll fall in love with it, you'll buy it, and you find out that, you know, he tried to register and it's blacklisted or it's stolen or, you know, you can't be insured or blah, 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 or it runs like crap. So, you know, there's always going to be better deals. But if he's a normal dude that's got his act together, it's like, okay. Right, yeah. Good. We have found that the best resource is actually... Zach, you want to take this? Yeah. Um, if you listen to Cleveland Moto, <laughs> podcast number 77 is about an hour, hour and a half, a, a completely devoted to buying a bike on Craigslist. They go through everything of like, you know, when you show up, make sure the bike is dead cold, see if it starts. Yeah. If they say it runs, it might not mean that it starts. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's a great resource. Um, podcast number 77 for Cleveland Moto. They talk a whole lot about Craigslist. Yeah, and there's just there's so many different you know small tips that we really don't have time to get into because it would take a whole podcast or two. How much? So know? how much you, would you expect to pay for a dual sport down in LA for something that would be decent to ride? It depends on the year. It depends on the bike. It depends on the condition. That's like a depends. Um, yeah. I'd say get is, something that's larger than a 250 at least, though. Well, LA has freeways and yeah, a 250 dual sport, especially because it's a dual sport, it's going to be geared really. Uh, uh, short for torque so you're going to be going wide open throttle and six gear and you might do freeway speeds but even then you're probably going to blow up the engine going you know wide open throttle for you know however long so. the, the i just looked there's not a lot down there for sale the yeah. problem i've found here in california is that we don't have trails that we can just go ride and we have dirt parks we can't yeah. just go yeah there's not yeah we can't go ride fire trails go so if you want a bike that you can take on the freeway, because we are also a, very much a freeway society here in California, a bike yep. that'll go on the freeway that will also do good in the dirt parks are two completely different things. So if you get something small enough that'll be nimble in the dirt, it's not big enough for the freeway. And if you get something big enough for the freeway, it's too heavy on the dirt. So... Uh, yeah, you want to get into dirt riding. This really, you really want to have a dirt bike, and then you want to have a street bike. Is yeah, really yeah. the best in California. Absolutely. There are a lot of other states where you can just go drive on well, land for the amount of money that he'd probably spend on like a nice dual sport. He can get both. Yeah, you know, or, or he, about four grand, he can get relatively yeah. decent dirt bike and a, a sport bike. You know, or he could get um, a cheap dirt bike and then buy a shitty pickup truck to haul the cheap dirt bike <laughs> everywhere you know? yeah, yeah yeah no, no that's that's what i'm saying well i want to say something about the craigslist thing because both my bikes were from craigslist yeah um and i did what you guys were saying I, I went with a friend who rides a lot and he asked a lot more questions than i even thought of um and both of my bikes had problems even though the people were really nice the bikes looked fantastic well you can never judge them was. by how nice they are no. no 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 never. no no, no. You, so you can judge, you can see how sketchy they are, but they might act really nice. You know. Well, my cruiser, the problem I have with my, because everything was good with the cruiser, then all of a sudden it came time to like, okay, make a title. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, yeah. is it just here and this and that? It was like this whole fucking like drama for a half an hour about can't find it. No, oh, well, you know, give me your address and yeah. everything was legit because I knew the person outside of the sale. Like I, I mm -hmm. knew of him through people. So, but it was just kind of like. 
you know, I was like, you're kind of being shady, but like, why yeah. don't you just tell me off the off the bat? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Yeah. And and the second, well, I wound up getting it. It's fine. Um, no problem. But the second thing it was my V Star or my uh, SV. Uh, the guy gave me the title. The title had his name on it, and I went and I brought the thing in, and it took me months, months to why get is it. That? Uh, because it was a salvage title, um, so because it was a salvage title, I had to do all the the stuff yeah. at the DMV, mm-hmm. which means you go to the DMV and some old fucking guy who just got a back surgery has to get down on the floor and look up the VIN numbers and don't want to. Yeah, the so engine, uh, they have to do that yeah. on uh, even a non-salvage bike. They got to look at the engine number. Yeah, and I I had the same. I took exact a picture experience. of it. I said you were about to walk inside. I said let yeah. me just take a picture. Watch me take the picture, and here you go. Here's the VIN number. Yeah. Um, I had to read it to the guy, but that was he was an old guy who had a, a bad tip. back. <laughs> that was a part of the problem, and yeah. so the. So there's a couple other things and like half the shit that you got to do for a salvage bike one person could do one person who's qualified you do all those things and yeah, tell you well, that's... Yeah. but they want you to go to three different places and the last thing I'm going to say about a salvage bike in, in California is um, brake and light inspections you mm-hmm. can't you cannot get uh, what they call a proof of um, you know what you guys want to a proof of some bullshit I don't know yeah, what you're trying to you're prove no, it's a it's a break and light thing. Like so, they need to know that all your lights are working if your bike was salvaged. Right. Okay. And, and you have to pay somebody who's qualified to, qualified. to, to look to at your sign qualified a document that says that your lights are working. Look at yeah, it's a lights. proof of facts or some shit statement, like that. Statement, statement of facts. facts. That's yeah. what it is. That that, that does That's no bullshit. longer POBS certificate. Yeah. You have to yeah. find a, a place that'll give you a certificate. Which it, you know what I mean? That fucking asshole who looked at my vins could have. Could have saw the lights when better. I did That's that, so the DMV stupid. gave me a list of places to you, go to. I got the list, and they were too. all automotive, places. automotive, yeah. and yeah. you call and automotive you. and they want to charge you like hundreds of dollars. One guy said and to I'm me, like, I don't have an M1. I'm like, th- What, right? And I said, No, about? no, no, because they said we got to put up on the lift and take the wheels off and, me- and measure <laughs> the <What? laughs> And I'm like, uh, No, this is a motorcycle. Oh, we don't do motorcycles. Yeah. I'm like, Well, the DMV, I said, The DMV gave me, he goes, Would you tell the DMV to quit sending people to me? And there was actually fifteen fucking nobody people. on the list I did the that same was exact qualified thing. to do, to do motorcycles. motorcycles. The DMV so, probably just I, I, I did like, I did about like a couple hours of investigation to find a place, and I finally found a place, and it was in San Jose. Well, well uh, Mike, I got Mike, a place here. You, you got to admit that, like, Where? even though you got to jump through a bunch of hurdles, you know, it was still fairly straightforward, and there wasn't any, you know, trickery or well, subterfuge listen, or scamming well, involved. When I went, no, there wasn't. But the guy, it, the guy didn't tell me there was some issues with the title. And when I got mm-hmm. the title, so here's the other thing: is I went to the DMV, right. brought the fucking thing in, and I gave him the title and the statement of facts. And he's like, I don't think we're gonna take it, but we'll see if we send it through. And he, then he pulled up the title, and he's like, This is not even the real title. Yeah. I'm like, yes, it is. No, no, no. And, no. What and you're and supposed to like, do? Yeah, but this something to do with the title wasn't like valid. I no, I I think I know what it is. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. What you're talking about. You need about. to check with the DMV if you're buying a bike that's like out of state. You need to call that state's DMV and you need to say, is this the last issued title of this bike? Because if they but, bought it brand new and they wrote it for ten years and then they're selling it, they're only going to have one title, right? But if they sold it to somebody else and they already have it registered in their name, they can be selling you the bike with a title that isn't even valid. So you also need to check to make sure the title is actually the last issued title. I think the issue here is that it was a salvage bike. Now, just because something is salvaged doesn't mean stay away, danger, danger. Yeah. It means you might have some shit to deal with. Yeah. If you're the second person down the line, it's just an easy transfer. But if yeah. you're the first person to get salvage bike into the system, you got to pay all this extra and stuff. And that's me. 
But you so, saved a bunch of dough on the bike, right? So that's a pitfall. Nah, but really. Don't pay I mean, more than so. 60%. But I brought the 60%. fucking thing into the DMV, and they said, okay, they gave me a license plate, they gave me a sticker, and they're like, we're going to send it through. I get a fucking packet back in the mail two months later talking about with all these lines on the forms and this and that. They gave me the title back, and they're like, it's not in the system. That's typical But DMV, you still dude. need to go and get this. And I, and I got pulled over, and the cops, like, I, I was like, they gave me the fucking plate. The thing's in my name. Here's the registration paper with it and the plate, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, but it's not in the thing. I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. That's your fucking problem. You know what I mean? Right. So we've got a new person here, Andy, and I wanted to do a little round of get to know Andy because you've been here a few times. Uh, yeah, I've been here a couple times. And you're here on a new bike. So let's start with, what was the first bike you, you had? Uh, do mopeds count as bikes? Um, yes. It's got two wheels. Yes, okay. they do. They do count as bikes. Oh so list your all the bikes you've owned. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I Wait, might. How long have you been riding? Uh, well, with mopeds, about three years. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, well... If you have more than one moped, just say moped and then go on to the bikes. Okay, well, my first my first thing with two wheels was a 1980 Honda Express 2. That's <laughs> um, like a shopping cart. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, it was super dorky looking. It didn't... No registration, no headlights, taillights, yeah. nothing. All it did was run. And it did that very reliably, and I rode it through the backroads of Aptos pretty much just through there nice. and yeah i had several mopeds after that i had um jc penny swinger Grelly, top tank moto became whatever lots of junky mopeds and um earlier this year though th- this year is when i first started riding motorcycles for realsies and not just mopeds right um, on it started when i was riding my moped to college uh to my first class of the semester this the beginning of this year and i got hit by a car and a lot of people um told me that i was really dumb because i didn't have a motorcycle license because i was like i got hit by a car what do i do and um people were like do you have a motorcycle license i'm like nope and they're like dude you cannot do anything if you do anything the police will just give you a ticket for no insurance or whatever and you'll just be screwed i'm like okay so i went and i got my motorcycle license because i've been wanting to do it for a long time already all right and um, I took the MSF course, and I figured out that motorcycles are really fun. <laughs> I did my MSF on a TW200, had tons of fun on that thing. T-Dub. Yeah, and um, I'm really glad I did it. When I first when I first got, when I first found out I did the MSF course, I was like, this is total bullshit. I really don't want to do the MSF because, you know, it's like taking time out and whatever. I just want to get my motorcycle license. But after doing it, I'm like, everybody should be doing the MSF. Even if you're like over 21, where you're not required to, I think everyone should because it's a great class. I'm not in my head yet. I've never taken it, but yes, <laughs> I will be a hypocrite. I'm actually with him just for the younger listeners. I don't know if there are any, but you it's worth it it's it's a lot of yeah, money I, I think for kids under oh, yeah. 18 yeah it's for like sure for sure yeah. maybe 100 how much was it i don't uh, know if you took when you're cheaper than medical bills under <laughs> under 21 it's 150 over 21 it's under the back set well and like i i haven't been riding for long at all but like i thought i was like oh i know how to like turn at 15 miles yeah. an hour and i know how to like do all this stuff and it was like oh i'm doing this all completely wrong yeah <laughs> well you're riding like a dirt bike that's what <laughs> and that but like it's it's so completely worth it <laughs> yeah they do teach a lot and you know so what was your first bike? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, my first real motorcycle was a 1978 Suzuki DS100, which was Ooh. the dirt version of a Suzuki Street Legal TS series back in the 70s, but it was only meant for the dirt, never meant for the road. But it somehow, to, somehow had a plate on it, 
and so I rode around <laughs> with it. It, it, headlight and taillight, and that was it. Well, taillight, brake light, but um, so I rode that around with expired registration for two months before I got pulled over. <laughs> then <laughs> I finally got pulled over, twenty-five dollar fix-it ticket. Even you though you should I, have been riding a rebel. <laughs> you should have been riding hard. They'd left you alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, you, can't, <laughs> you can't ride hard on a 100cc two-stroke. Mike could. I'm sure Mike will disagree. Mike could. I could do it. Dude, you can ride hard on a 50cc kinetic moped. You can ride hard <laughs> Not heavy, hard. Yeah. So how long did you have that bike? I had that bike for about two months. Then I blew it up on my way downtown. And a Hell's Angel gave me a ride home after he saw me fi- broken down the side of the Aww, road trying to fix it. Angel. That's cute. Yeah, no, it was really cool. He left his buddies at the bar and gave me a ride in his old C10. He was hammered. He didn't make, <laughs> he didn't make you pee sitting down, did he? No, no, he didn't. No. <laughs> it was really cool of him. I like your lips. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> <Heard it> mouth. <laughs> You guys took a strange turn. With <laughs> All right, so then what did you get? Okay, after I blew that up, I sold it for five hundred bucks. Then I bought um, a Honda CM250 for six fifty. Yeah. I, I was looking after I blew it up. I was really sad because I didn't have a motorcycle, and I was looking around Craigslist, looking up even up to Sacramento, like for anything. And I found this Honda CM250 like two blocks down from me. I was like, whoa, no was, way! Was that the bike that blew up on the rally? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it didn't how, blow up. How much did you wait. pay for that? <clears throat> six fifty. Okay. Wait, wait, wait! Can I, can I just put things into perspective? Perspective here. Can sure. you can you give us your uh, your height? Uh, I am uh, like six three, six four. I and, think and six how three. much do you weigh? Uh, like two eighty, <laughs> two ninety. Now you know why. Yeah, right. That's yeah. why I rode mopeds for so long. <laughs> and you're telling me that you blew up a hundred cc two stroke? Wow. Okay, so then going up a hill. You had the two fifty. Looks like a football player. Let's put it. Down. And then you moved from the. That's when we met you on that. Yeah, yeah. Ragged ass 250 that somehow yeah, kept Yeah, you running. were hurting on that ride. It was That's pretty good. That shit had like duct tape on it, didn't it? Well, yeah, the seat yeah, was pretty right. The seat was half made of duct tape. No, no, the exhaust, <laughs> you had duct tape over the exhaust intake. No, that was that the flew off the seat and <laughs> got over the airbox. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's oh, right. Yeah. So then, what happened to the two fifty? Well, uh, I got over the. You know, it's really slow. I, so I was yeah, totally okay. over it. I was like, I should. Get I felt like bigger. I was telling you that, and you were getting pissed at me, and I was like, no, bro, no. you need a bigger I, I was, fucking bike. No, bro. I never got pissed. At I was you. trying to be polite. I was like, bro, I asked you. I was like, how tall are you? How big are you? And I'm like, dude, I like not for nothing, but you need a bigger bike. Yeah, yeah. You know I what I mean? Like, don't I, fucking I re- play with I this realize thing. that now. Back then. I was like, I'm flying on a 250, yeah. but yeah, I realized that I needed yeah, you got a bigger, bigger bike. bike now. So then, oh, yeah. then oh, what did you get? Yes. So I sold that thing for 850. I bought a GS 500, 1990 GS 500, for good bike. Okay. Yeah, for 800 with you know, it didn't run, and actually it was Doug here at Recycle that mm-hmm. helped me get it running. It was super awesome of him to do that because. You know, I was I spent like a week with that bike covering my hands covered in gasoline, smelling like gasoline all the time, and I was just so over it. It was giving so many problems, and we finally got it figured out and fixed. And yeah, so. And then what happened to that? And then I, I was looking for a bigger bike because I've gone. On a couple of Mike, you got in his head. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, did. I did. I'm yeah. the hype man. Yeah, so I took a couple long, longish trips, 100, 150 mile trips on it, and I was getting really over how uncomfortable it was because, I mean, it's not bike meant for long trips. So um, I was looking on Craigslist for a bigger bike, and I found an ad for a BMW 1100 RT. And the guy was like, looking to sell this or trade it for a smaller city bike. 
And turns out when I went to meet him, I took my friend who also had an 1100 RT. And turns out the guy had just moved to San- or just started working in San Francisco, and he was so scared to take the bike to San Francisco that he would park it at a park and ride and take Bart. <laughs> because, yeah, he couldn't flat foot it, and it was really scary for him to tiptoe it around San Francisco. And I, I could see why. So, yeah, he was really happy with my GS500, and I'm really happy with the RT. So, when this guy made a, a swap for this... Eight hundred dollar GS five hundred. Yep, yep. For an R eleven hundred RT, did you do like a little happy dance? Or he's like, he's like, I think you spilled did something you, on did your you lap. Did you like a? <laughs> <laughs> did you spill a soda on your lap? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> you got the good end of that bargain. Oh yeah, well, uh, yeah. No, I didn't do any happy dance. I was more like in disbelief. Like the guy was just so stoked about my GS five hundred. I'm like, he's not even asking any questions. I was going to tell him about how you should change the chain which is probably the stock chain from the 90s never been changed and some other problems with it he was like yeah that's fine i'm like okay whatever after he left my friend was like he's not gonna blow up anytime soon is he i'm like i don't think so mm. no it's a, it's a good reliable running bike but i mean i just want to say one more thing sure. it, what kind of bike is this who used to who usually rides these bikes which ones the uh, bike that you just bought chp dads, dads and chp police officers and what do you have in the back box a Nerf gun? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a Nerf gun in the back. Well, that's because me and my friend dick around with Nerf guns all the time. Dad. Should paint it black and do drive-bys. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of illegal. Totally. Nah, don't do that. Just paint the orange red. Paint the tip orange. Just a tip. That's still illegal. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Possibly. Your no, it's not. Too. As long as you keep the orange tip, it's okay. Yeah. That, is, that is true. That is okay. true. They'll still shoot you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll still shoot you. Well, it doesn't matter. They'll shoot you anyways. Yeah, even if it's legal. I, I don't feel like. Die. Well, even if you don't have a Nerf gun, they'll shoot you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with everything he just said, I mean, like, did you have any issues with any registration stuff? Or because you, you've owned like a series of bikes in a short period. So of time. the CM250 and the GS500 were both salvage title bikes, which is what I was confused about when you're talking about salvage title bikes. Um, but. As far as I remember, it was simple, straightforward transfers. And you got the title? Yeah. And then Both times. Well, yeah. You didn't have to get a break in light inspection? Nope. Didn't have to do anything. Well, my, Are my, you Puerto Rican? No. That's only if you're the, <laughs> that's that's only if you're the first one. Mike. Yeah, my, my, my 700 was a salvage title. That was straight, very straightforward. Yeah, my CD no break in light. Is also no, salvage. nothing. Dude, but it, but it, I think it's it, like a fucking conspiracy. But, it, but it, the thing is that once it's salvaged, it carries that salvage title through all, all the owners. So I wasn't the first one to put that back in the system. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. only the first one to put it back in the system after it's uh, been given salvage. Sense. Yeah, that is it. So um, I like too that you're not afraid to dig in and work on that bike, even though those bikes are right. a nightmare just to like take the side. Yeah. you have to take the entire like skins Tupperware. off of it to do anything like just to get to the rear master cylinder to refill it um <clears throat> but i like it you're not afraid to get in there so um we have a question that we ask all of our new people when we do a get to know Okey-dokey. i don't know if you know what this question is i don't think so I do. i'm gonna ask you this question without giving you any history of this question okay get the dildo well, james quick and we'll see if you can figure this one out i can't so, Vaseline. what is your up-the-butt bike? My up-the-butt bike? Yes. Uh, what is that supposed Just to be? Just let it marinate for what, a second. What do you think you can fit up your butt? <laughs> what do I think I can? Yeah, what, what bike could you like, put right in your asshole? An up-the-butt bike is a bike that you look at and you go, I would take it up the butt for that. <laughs> um, 
KTM RC90. Oh, three, yeah. oh the 390. Yeah. Oh, see, so your butt virginity is like six grand. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it's less than that, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. it's... Uh... Or the Duke 390. Can we remind you how tall you are? Yeah, why? what the fuck, man? Why limit yourself to 390? Because it's small and it's got a cool number. Oh, it's God. got a cool number. That's the main part. Okay, okay. Don't be afraid of big bikes. Yeah, okay. The, I feel like it, like the, the the size of the, the bike and, and and your weight is like proportionate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get a three fifty for like somebody like like um, I feel like a one twenty five, you know. dude. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get a bike that kind of fits you. It's like oh my god, it's a thousand. But like, look at fucking Matt. Matt's like six eight, fucking three hundred twenty pounds. Yeah, and he puts it. He gets on a thousand, and he can't even fucking get the wheel up in the front. You know. So yeah. let me ask you this: So the history of bikes that you've had, sure, and the GS five hundred probably being the first one that you rode on the freeway safely. Uh, yeah, safely, yes, yeah. How did it feel the first time you hopped on the freeway on this R eleven hundred RT? Oh my gosh, it was like a total, it was so different from the GS500. GS500, the wind's all in your face, like everyone, everything's just hitting you everywhere. Like, it's a, it's exhausting to ride on the freeway. You gotta ride hard on that bike. Yeah, the mm-hmm. RT is like a couch. Yeah. You just float on the freeway. You literally it's like a vehicle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but didn't you say it has a single clutch, like a car, it's got an alternator? Yep. And it, it's got a, like a lot of things that are set up pretty much like a like a standard for yeah that that bike. bike just is so comfortable and just cuts through the air yeah, on the yeah. freeway it doesn't feel like a big bike at all so I'm sure that was a, a good experience oh for yeah you. definitely um, hopefully you'll come back some more times and let some of these other people try your bike oh, I want yeah. them to uh, as long as they don't drop it experience the joy of a beamer. <laughs> As long as they don't drop it. Isn't one of the mirrors taped on? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Just, <laughs> oh! As long as you drop it on the left <laughs> side. Yeah. Don't it drop it on the at some side. point. Yeah. Well, cool. So it was dropped on a suspect. <laughs> on Possibly. a perp. Hey, um, instead of doing a Craigslist porn pick tonight, I wanted to play a little round of Cool or Fool. So I'm just going to pass this one sheet around. Y'all take a quick look at it. Cool. And... Uh, let's see, Lucas. Can you saw it, yeah. tell us what we're looking at, and then pass it around? Uh, um, let me try and convey uh, through unbiased what eye bleeding is like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, you're looking at a uh, Road King. It's Harley Road King, um, but it's like some kind of like day glow nightmare. <laughs> so, okay, let, let me explain it this way. If you watch Escape from New York. And, like, you know the scene where they do, like, the computer thing with it, like, zooming through, like, the pixelated, like, uh, vector representation of the city? It's like if you took that and, like, smashed it into a Harley, that's what it looks like. So it's, like, oh, now black. I get it. It's black and neon green. They did that in Running Man, too. Like Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, it's black and neon green, and, I mean, it's a Harley, you know, and it, it's, it's right. custom. Pass it around. Quote unquote, Mike, so. I want you to point out. Uh, Wasn't well, every Harley custom? No. So what this is, it's, it's a custom painted bike that is black, but oh, that's fucking awesome. almost every <laughs> little accessory on it has been painted uh, fluorescent green. Mike, yeah. rattle off some of the things that are painted well, green. If you Bro, like having this shit uh, is badass. Yeah, it looks like, if you like, looks having... like Punkin's cousin. <laughs> First of all, yeah. it's like powder coated yeah. neon green tires. Uh, wheels, tires. wheels or tires? Uh, uh, wheels. Rims. Yeah. yeah. The rims on the lights are powder, powder coated. Uh, the the Harley Davidson logo is powder coated. 
It's got one of those, um, what do you call it, those filters in the front that face forward? Like Air a filter? Uh, yeah, no, this is the... Uh, <laughs> It's not a hypercharger, it's a cone. Yeah, but like yeah. all the little insides of it, like where the slices are, are, are painted green. The top of the pistons the are green. The coil cover. Yeah, the, the casings for all the engine uh, Does it light parts. up? Pass that around to you. So, fucking thing. It better light up with all this color on it. I want to know seriously. I mean, we're making fun of it. And we're not making fun of it just because it's a Harley. So simmer That's down, Chris. Cool, we're not picking on you. Um, because Mike does the same thing with his Dude, bike. It's watermelon. And so the yeah, question is, is it too much? <clears throat> so is this cool or is this fool? I mean, I, the whole thing about bikes, a lot of bikes, is to customize it, make it yours. Yeah, you'll um, never see one like it. If you're the kind of guy who likes spiked bar ends and wearing a mohawk <laughs> in your helmet, it's definitely for you. <laughs> oh, I hope he has a lime green mohawk. So I, I, I just want to know, honestly, because a lot of people here in this room are riders who've only been riding a few years and you haven't really had enough time to learn <laughs> what's cool or not and you still have your own opinions based upon your likes it's and not stupid. all of your peers <laughs> <laughs> okay I take Dude, it says, that guy, I that guy I, I, let me tell you I want to know oh, honestly do you think say, it's I, cool or do you think, I think it's cool it, well, it, was really, it looks like it was really well done so at least yeah, it's not yeah. all you know, half-assed and all ghetto-styled out. That just right. makes it more sad. It looks really cool. They but spent you know all this time and money and effort, and that's what they got. Well, they only painted things. <laughs> but here's my take. It. If the guy gets on it and he's fucking stoked to be riding it, then it's worth it, and I think it's cool. I yeah. think it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Right? If, if, if you get... If it's, it's your bike, and if you're stoked to be on it and you think it looks awesome... You know, fuck everybody else, right? Yeah, I think yeah. He, he took my theme for my next bike. I, <laughs> it it is it's the hobgoblin. I mean, no, I was gonna. I'm gonna make a St. Patty's Day bike. This one's a Halloween oh my bike. Fucking god! I swear to God, Lucky Charms. <laughs> I'm gonna call it. Oh. Lucky Charms. <laughs> it's gonna be green and gold. You think I'm fucking playing? Just wait. You're disgusting, dude. Green and gold. Ew. So yeah, all right. So Patty's I want to know what Jake bike. thinks about it. So Jake, cool or fool? When I first saw it, I kind of thought it looked stupid and looked like the kind of person who would ride it would be not someone you'd want to be around. And they might be, Ooh. but... I don't know, it just looks like... It looks like... You know when you see like a really old guy with ape hangers and you're like, hmm... Why, why is it the really old guys with ape hangers are always blasting like two chains? Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going hard. <laughs> they're cruising hard. I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm kind of with my dad on this one. I think it looks incredibly well done. And now that I'm looking at it, the lines are really well placed, and it, it looks kind of badass. Like that air filter thing, Mike, you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, I'm digging looks it. It's boss, like the, it's the little well, things. There's different you know? shades of green. Yeah. There's gradients. Like it's actually. It's. I think Lucas, Wait. don't give me a face. Yeah. I think it's kind of. cool. You might call it gradients. I call it. They couldn't color match everything. <laughs> right. I was talking about right. the cosmetic. Of your bike. So, Jim, yeah. cool or fool? <laughs> Way cool. All right, James. Cool. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what do you think? This thing is amazing. Okay. Andy? Well, I think it's well done. I actually really like it. Well, except for the green hand, green mirrors. Yeah, I like it. Those look a little bit slapped on him with him on that one. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I mean, it's not the worst Harley I've ever seen. Definitely, by far, not the worst. Hey, at least there aren't any skulls on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Lucas, what do you think? Well, you know how, like, especially with the movies, you can have hundreds of people who are incredibly talented at their jobs and have multi-million dollar budgets, and then in the end, they end up using the most high-end effects and, and you know, the, the top-of-the-line cameras, and then they end up with something that just looks totally fucking ridiculous, and everyone's disappointed. So, like, that's every modern that's Hollywood like. movie, basically. Yeah. So, so they spend a lot of time and effort making something look really stupid. <laughs> so Transformers. <laughs> yes. 
It's Transformers the bike. <laughs> Just minus the racism. <laughs> All right, Zach, what do you think? You know, I... I I actually have to say I think it's I think it's cool and I think it's cool because I mean he clearly went like all in on this thing and for what you know I mean it's not particularly like the aesthetic that I really like but I mean he clearly that's what he wanted he went all in he did it proper and for like just being that committed to doing it proper for what he wanted to do I'm I'm down I I said it's cool so I'm going to agree with you. And, and Mike, kind of the what I'm pointing out here is because you're bolting on a lot of shit on your bike. You know, you've got the black and orange thing going. This person didn't just do bolt-ons. They actually got the pinstriping on the seat and He's they got the pinstriping on the floorboards. <laughs> and this person actually did take a lot of time to do it right. That's why it's so and, sad. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cr- it's cradling the fine line between too much, but um, this was done with uh, a lot of prep and and thought, and so I'm gonna say that this is cool. Yeah. Also, I mean, if it was if it, they feel like rattle can the tires and like you know painted it with like house paint, it's a fine line. <laughs> but the the thing is, there's a lot of people who don't have that discerning eye and think by just bolting a lot of stuff on that they it will make it look like that that is somebody who took the time and actually got custom paint and powder coating nobody's denying it's really well done i mean yeah. it obviously is. i think but that comes through um totally. it's, it's borderline it is borderline <laughs> but the other thing i want to bring up we're also passing around a couple of sheets these are all things i found on craigslist um what is up with the i'm calling it the plural ruckus is ruckai <laughs> what ruckus is writers. up I'm still trying to figure out if this is cool. The extended swing arm, stripped down, bare, ruck eye. It looks like a wheelbarrow. <laughs> you know, I it looked like at it, and I'm a fan of somebody who is just like, I just love customizations that are totally stupid and pointless. Like, I love Bosazoku bikes. You know, I love, like, the cars from Mad Max. I just think they're awesome just because they're artistic and totally rebelling against function, which is cool. But... Like when I look at one of those, I'm just like the wheel looks like it's falling off. Like yeah. it's it's just well, that's wrong. The point. It's just wrong. Well, it, I looks think like, it's cool. it looks like it'd be cool to have like you know those overweight ladies you see at the flea market that have the shopping carts. <laughs> oh, 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 you mean the, the Scooty Puff Junior? It looks like a Scooty Puff Junior kind of thing. Like <laughs> the, it, it does, and it, I, I understand like oh cart. yeah, it's all swung out. And, like you look so cool rolling around with like thirty other people on them. But it, it's doesn't like, nah, cool it doesn't look cool. Extended. It, I'm sorry. It just, like what's the point? It doesn't work. Well, I think, does it put down so much torque and so much power you have to put an extended swing arm on well, it so no. Like no, no, it. no it I, th- I think the point is it's it's kind of like the motorcycle equivalent of stance yeah like <laughs> yeah i mean sure it's totally non-functional and if anything it makes it worse no, but it dude, looks kind of cool you're, you're wrong about that stance is very important up into a certain point and anyone who subscribes to hashtag that flush life or hashtag stance nation obviously doesn't understand the difference i think this one here <laughs> this one here is pretty funny there because they're all from detroit and i'm just picturing people riding around on these <laughs> drive-bys and fucking stealing <laughs> your shit you know what i mean <laughs> like i wish a motherfucker would you know what i mean in my opinion is i I think that the ruckus is cool the way it comes. It's I just a, yeah. It's yeah. like a lawn chair with fat wheels, yeah. right? I think there's nothing that says, I don't give a 
fuck like riding a ruckus. <laughs> I think right? the ruckus is cool. And when you put an extended swing arm, it's like, okay, now you're giving too much of a fuck. Like, you need to tone it down. <laughs> well, and- <laughs> you put an extended swing arm and a custom exhaust and you're painting it neon and green. And taking parts off, so it looks like it's just got the open, just the, the bare gas tank sitting yeah. at your feet. Um, <clears throat> it's like a bobber, but it's It's like you're already taking a bare scooter and making it bare-er by taking off, like, necessities i think yeah um the thing that kind of alarms me is that these are 49 cc scooters yep lucas how much are these asking prices holy (laughs) crap holy crap you know i work for a used motorcycle dealership and you could buy like an r6 for this much and like a good one in good condition this okay well this one this guy's selling two but both of them together are $4,800. No. You, you know, this smacks to me of, like, the kind of thing that, that where they're like, oh, I spent, like, $10,000 on this thing, and so I'm trying to get my money back. Like, no, dude, you fucking put an extended swing. I'm on a ruckus. Okay. How, how much is the next one? Um, this one, it doesn't say in the title. So it's, it's, let's see. Uh, $2,800. This one is my favorite, though. I actually kind of like this one. <laughs> it's got the white walls and the yeah. red wheels. It's got white wall tires, and it's painted, painted like, primer gray, uh-uh. and it's got red rims, and, like, what would you even call that exhaust pipe? It looks like an, an exhaust upswept. pipe. Yeah. It's it's an interesting exhaust pipe. That one, at least, is interesting to look at. How much is the third one? Uh, the third one is $2,700, and... <laughs> so... Wow. <laughs> I, I, wow. I'm still, and, and I know like Douglas has been seeing these in Hawaii. So this is a trend that's happening right now. These, these modified rock eyes. So are they even worth it? I mean, no. <laughs> are, I, I think I'm, I'm I feel like, look, I, I feel like I, I got to say maybe a lot of times we see things and they look really stupid and don't make any sense. But like, is a lot of bikes I would say the same thing about until I get on it. And I ride it, and I do like what I do, and and you know, I'm is like, this experience wow, worth twenty eight hundred dollars? No, but I mean, once so we have one, somebody rolls great. in the garage with a ruckus that everybody takes for the ride. They're like, oh, okay, like it's this. So that's what it was, and what I was expecting. Well, you you learn you know, to like it, but that doesn't mean it's worth that much money. You maybe know? not to you. No, maybe not to people who like actually have an understanding of how much things are worth. <laughs> I like on this one, Lucas, that you're looking yeah. at that. I was just going to mention. Well, how much is it brand new? How much is it brand new? Is what I want There is a bar welded between like the bottom of the seat. That's mount the Nutcracker. And like the top of the control. <laughs> that must be a Christmas bike. <laughs> you stole my other theme. Yeah, it, it, it's if you break too hard on this thing, you're gonna like break your balls. You know. So, how much is a ruckus new? How much is a ruckus? I think they're like three grand. Yeah, yeah, around three. What? Oh, what? so you get a customed out one for cheaper than it is brand new. So that's not that. Yeah, brand, but you know. you know that's after some guy like Goober engineered it and like you know farted on the seat a whole bunch <laughs> and it and then had it shipped to Florida too. <laughs> yeah, a little Florida. So I, I, I'm on the one hand, hmm, like I thought that when people were taking the mopeds, taking cheap you know two wheelers and modifying them, customizing them, I, I was like, this is fucking badass. You're taking yeah. something that's kind of. <laughs> goofy and making it really cool i like that that's i think that they're taking i don't i'm i'm torn on this i like that it's another cheap scooter that's being all torn apart and it's not like you're completely defacing it you're not taking a vespa or something i mean they already come bare bones i i think stretching it counts as defacing it (laughs) 
I don't I don't know, but taking up I don't know. I'm I'm having trouble with this. It's a forty nine CC. Is it even worth the money that they're spending on it? Here's one for twelve hundred bucks. Uh, just a standard ruckus. Yeah, it's an 08 Honda ruckus. Runs good. Twelve hundred bucks. Runs good. I was even thinking Doesn't like start. it would be totally yeah. bitching to have a couple of those to replace the um, Trail 70s that we lost. Just have two of these ruckuses to just ruck around in, you know, do some drag racing. Oh, and so are there? Are there racing, like yeah. are people getting together with these ruckai and? Dude, Megan and I were riding like this was like a year ago or something. And I think we were just down uh, near the boardwalk, and we saw like a hundred ruckus riders. Oh yeah, yeah. Go down right like up. the boardwalk or something. There's like a hundred or p- more, more I've, of them. I've seen them. I've seen them in Felton once. I like pulled in, pulled into Felton it's, somewhere, and I'm just like hundreds of ruckus. Are they like doing stunts? Bring pulling wheelies and high chairs and giving the popo the finger. No. <laughs> All right, so let's go around. Ruckus rider. Cooler fool on these ruckai. Jake, what do you think? Fool. <gasps> Jim, what do you think? I'm thinking fool. <laughs> James. Cool. All right. All right, Mike. I think they're cool. All right, Andy. They're slow, and that's way too much money for one. So fool. All right, Lucas. I was too hard on the Harley. <laughs> That's too hard, I take you know what I take it back. Okay, <laughs> you you can do a lot worse <laughs> than what that guy did. Uh, Zach, uh, I I would say you know I would say fool, just because if you actually believe that that's gonna help you out, you're stupid, <laughs> and if you're doing it ironically, like come on. But if you were living in Hawaii and you could put a whole pig on that little floorboard there, <laughs> that, and you could like roll low and slow with a big old pig on that thing, Hawaiian style, then it'd be pretty dope. Yes, but around San Francisco, not so much. No. Uh, I'm gonna abstain from voting because I'm trying to understand it. Still, I cannot wrap my head around this. I cannot. But uh, well, I, I think the ruckus is cool to start with. I can't. I, I need to see like a swarm of them go by me. You need to race with them. And a then ruckus I, race. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I throw down this challenge, y'all. Quit raping the ruck eye and take the old helix. Strip that down and do do something with that. Take something that's just butt ugly. Sorry, helix start? owners. And and make it cooler. I think you're taking something that's cool and making it a little less. Cool, but I guess this is like the low rider of the scooter world. No, it's more like the stanced Civic, and not like yeah. the new Civic. I like wanted to mention Civics. on um on one of those ads, it says the guy painted it the same color as a 2000 Civic Si, which you will recognize as like the biggest ricer shitbag car yep. yeah. in the world. Oh, I think I've seen some Pintos that are the same color as that blue one too. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I live in San Jose now, and like it looks like every third car is like a shitty Civic Si with wheels at like a forty-five degree cant with a fart can on it. Oh, the same thing about Watsonville. Watsonville is like exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining it's the same kind of people, you know, in either yeah. Watsonville or San Jose. Like, oh, that Civic's so cool. Let me put a wing on it, even though it's a front-wheel drive car. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that downforce. Well, um, I, That's a helix. You know, if you want to email us and let us know your opinion on these stretch ruck eye, I'd, I'd like to know. I'm really 
I'm trying to embrace it, but I'm having trouble with it. It's just wrong. But, but anytime there's a culture like that, I think it's kind of cool that it's a whole culture. It's not just one idiot who thought it was cool. Apparently, this is happening. It's a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so next week, we've got an event coming up that, Mike, you are organizing. Yeah. So there's going to be some misfits down in San Luis Obispo. Why don't you tell us what's going on? Uh, there's a um, a classic motorcycle show uh, Saturday, October 10th in San Luis Obispo. Um, I'll put the website on the uh, Motorcycles and Misfits website. On, link on our Facebook page. Yes, the Facebook page. And, yeah, so uh, I think a bunch of us are going to ride down and go check out the motorcycle show. One thing I thought was cool is not only is it a show and a swap meet, but they're also doing um, like the DMV drive test thing just for fun to see how people do and that's compare. What we, that's what you do, right, with new guys? Uh, you mean like the lollipop? Yeah. Oh, oh no, I tell you I'm doing that. I'm taking them out back to jerk them off. <laughs> That's been my story. Thanks for blowing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, I thought that was cool. I thought it'd be fun to do a little head-to-head driving test on that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't uh, know. How, time it. How old do you have to be to do that? I don't know. Do you want to come? You want to come? I would love to. Because we're going to take the one, so we're not going to be riding that You home. know, it's like four hours. We're just going to be cruising. On the, on the seat. Yeah. So, Jake, I'm looking at you, and Jake's looking at her dad for permission, and <laughs> Jim is looking somewhere he's not paying attention. What? <laughs> I think the ruckus is bitching. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to be down and slow at the event. So, if anyone's down there, look for us. I'm sure we'll be flying, cruising hard with our Misfits shirts. Oh, yeah. And then also just a reminder to everyone that coming up at the end of the month on the 25th up in San Francisco is going to be the Dirtbag Challenge. Ah! Um, a bunch of us go every year. Lucas, have you made it up to that? DBC? Yeah. Yeah, I've been a couple times. What the fuck is with the abbreviations? I know. I <laughs> because know. He's, because like he's cool and young. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I just like to abbreve. Andy, do you know what your bag challenge is? <laughs> nope. It's a low-rent biker build-off. It's up in the city. It's in the warehouse district. It's like in an alley. And all these guys have like a month and $1,000 to build whatever chopper they can. And then they have to go out and do a a 100-mile ride. And then they all pull up to the event. And there's bands playing and barbecue. And every person has lined the streets of this warehouse area with their bikes. And it's just a giant street party, like an outlaw, low-rent biker street party. This sounds really cool. It's awesome. It is. So Don't show up with your police fun. bike. I tell you no, what. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm totally going to show up with like the that. cop bike, fucking lights gleaming and shit. Just wear leather chaps with no underwear. <laughs> and there will be people on like mini bikes cruising up and down, and there's going to be burnouts. Burnouts. All sorts of crazy stuff. I'm fucking going. Last year we went with Phil and Emmy from Cleveland Moto, and we had there's just the truck, and we kind of pitched camp right there in the middle of everything, and we oh, watched. Yeah all of the chaos and it's just really really good times a lot of fun when is this the 25th of the month of october of october is that a weekday Uh, no it is a weekend and also they made a documentary last year of i think it's just called dirt bag so you can go online and see that and i hear tell that they've made another one a dirt bag too so i'm looking forward to seeing that as well this summer you saw it before you'll see it again dirt yeah. bag too so yeah i all, everyone come out to dirt bag it is so much fun and bring your plugs 
<laughs> bring your plugs. <laughs> yeah, they. A lot of people uh, do the burnouts until the tires. Explode. It's not even that. There's constant noise, whether it's a band playing at like stratospheric levels of volume or like ten <laughs> guys doing burnouts simultaneously. There's always gonna be some noise. And you won't be able to hear shit. What's funny is watching all the people with their GoPros getting up right onto the tire that's being shredded as hot rubber is flying everywhere. That. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know what? It was a badass shot. I don't care. That's what's what. That's the only good reason for a selfie stick. But then it's not a selfie. No, it's just a stick. I just. Call it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, if you want the video, you gotta feel the pain, man. You gotta, oh, you gotta earn work. it. You gotta you work gotta, for that. You you yeah. gotta choke and die on those tire. <laughs> Fumes. Anyway, so that's what we got going on. Um, I wanted to thank everyone for their emails. Keep sending them in. Um, and also, if you want to come join us, come on down on a Sunday and record. Just email us. Let us know you're coming. We've got a great taqueria next door. And see the newlyweds. Yes. Almost yeah. whatever. Shh, it's exactly. a secret. Exactly. And um, oh, and next week we have our guest is going to be Yuri Berrigan back from his Isle Man Manx That's GP cool. to tell us how that went. Awesome. First yeah. person on a Motard to qualify. He was first person to do the race and he qualified. Didn't he like just barely qualify too? Like, uh, just barely counts. Just, just barely counts. Yeah, just barely means he's still in it. Exactly. She's good degrees. So, Zach, can you tell people how to reach us? <laughs> You can find us online at MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com, on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz. Send us an email at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a message at... 831-291-5112. So on that note, um, also uh, I wanted to ask everyone, please, if you can, take a moment to go to iTunes and leave us a rating. We're really trying to get those ratings up so that other people can find out about our podcast. So thank you for people who have done that. Wait, wait. I want to say one thing. Mm -hmm. I saw that fucking Muppet guy today. What? I fucking swear to God. What Muppet guy? He rode with me. All the way down here from oh, my is that fucking house. Whose helmet is monster? Yes. Oh, oh that's awesome! Remember we were talking that about that? That's yeah, so cool. I saw him yesterday. As I'm riding down, I have to be like riding with him, and I'm sitting there thinking about what we were talking about, and I'm like, I'm like, do I fucking hate this guy right now, or like, is he cool? And I swear to God, my man, it was like his thing. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like he put on a Superman cape because he thought he was in a parade. He would just wave to people who weren't waving at him, and they would wave at him, and it was like, he's like, I got my Muppet thing on, I'm in, like, persona, you know, and so I was like, you know what, fuck it, that's what he's got, you know what I mean, and, and he loves it, so, you know, I wouldn't wear it, but, you know. Power to him. Yeah. So on that note, I think we're ready to, to split out of here. This is Eliza. I am Zach. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. <laughs> Andy. Andy. Mike. James. Jim. Jake. And we are out. Cool, cool.